the Sunni path. Question. Wahhabis, a heretical group established by the English and people who read their books, say, the madhabs emerged in the second century of the Hijra. To which madhab did the Sahaba and the Tabi'un belong? Answer. An Imam al-Madhab was a great scholar who collected religious knowledge that he acquired from the Sahaba al-Kiram, and which was clearly stated in the Quran al-Karim and Hadith al-Sharif and committed it to books. As for the teachings that were not declared clearly, he would examine them by comparing them to the ones declared clearly. There were also many other imams, each having his own madhab during the time of the well-known four imams. But people who followed them decreased in number over the centuries, and as a result, none of them are left today. Each sahabi was a mushtahid, a profound scholar, and imam al-madhab. Each had his own madhab and was superior to and more learned than the four aimat al-madhahib. Their madhabs could have been more correct and superior. Yet, because they did not write books, their madhabs were forgotten. It soon became no longer possible to follow any madhab other than the four. Saying, to which madhab did the sahaba belong, is like saying, to which squadron does the colonel belong, or to which class of the school does the physics master belong. It's written in many books that 400 years after the hijra, there were no longer any scholars capable of performing mutlaq or absolute ijtihad. The Hadith al-Sharif in the 318th page of Al-Hadika states that false heretical men of religious post will increase in number. For this reason, every Sunni Muslim today has to follow Taqlid, one of the four known madhabs. That is, they have to read and adopt the Ilm al-Hal books of one of these four madhabs and have Iman and do all of their practices in accordance with these books. Thus, they will become a member of one of these madhabs. A person who does not follow one of them cannot be a Sunni, but Allah Madhabi, person, who either belongs to one of the 72 heretical groups or has become a non-Muslim. The author of the book Mizan al-Kubra, Rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi, writes in its preface, All the forgotten madhabs and the present four are sahih and valid. None of them is superior to any other because they are all based on the same sources of Islam. Each madhab has those things which are easy to do, ruqsa, as well as difficult ones, azimah. If a person, though he can do the azimah, tries to do the ruqsa instead, he will have made a game of Islam. He who has an excuse, unable to do the azimah, may do the ruqsa. His doing the ruqsa deserves as much thawab as would be the case if he had done the azimah. It is wajib for an able person to do the azimah instead of the ruqsa of his own madhab. Furthermore, if a certain practice which has an easy way only in his own madhab has also a difficult way in another madhab, it will be wajib for him to do the latter. One should very much avoid disliking the words of any of the aimat al-madhahib or hold one's own opinion superior to theirs. Others' knowledge and comprehension are next to nothing when compared with those of mujtahids. Since it is not permissible for a person who has no excuse to act in accordance with the ruqsa of his own madhab, it is understood that it is never permissible to search for the ruqsas of other madhabs, which is called the talfiq or unification of madhabs. As the author of the book entitled Dur al-Muqtar, 
i.e. Aladdin Haskafi states in his introduction to his book and also in its annotation entitled Urad al-Muhtar which was written by Sayyid Muhammad Amin bin Umar bin Abdulaziz and which is also entitled Ibn Abidin. It is not sahih to look for the rukhsas in the madhabs and to do an act of worship in accordance with them, i.e. by making a mixture of all four madhabs. For example, if the skin of a shafi with an ablution bleeds, his ablution will not break, while bleeding breaks the ablution of a Hanafi. On the other hand, a shafi's ablution will break if a namahram woman's skin touches his skin, although it does not break according to the Hanafi madhab. Therefore, if a person's skin bleeds and touches a namahram woman's skin after he has made an ablution, the salat he performs with that ablution will not be sahih or acceptable. Likewise, it is batil or invalid, wrong, according to the unanimity of all the Islamic scholars to follow another madhab while doing something according to a madhab. For example, if a dog touches a shafi who, according to his madhab, rubs lightly his wet hands on a small area of the hairy part of his own head when performing an ablution, it will not be sahih for him to perform namaz without washing the surface the dog has touched by also following the maliki madhab. The namaz of a person whom a dog has touched will not be sahih according to the shafi madhab. However, according to the Maliki Madhab, a dog is not religiously impure or najis, but a person in the Maliki Madhab has to rub his wet hands on the entire hairy part of his head when making an ablution. Similarly, talaq or divorce given under duress is sahih or valid in the Hanafi Madhab, but it is not sahih or valid in the other three Madhabs. Therefore, it's not permissible for this man to follow the Shafi Madhab and thereby go on being married with the woman whom he has divorced while remaining married at the same time to her sister by following the Hanafi Madhab. It is not sahih, according to the unanimity of the Islamic scholars, to make talfiq in doing an act, that is, to search for the rukhsas of the Madhabs and to act in accordance with them by following an eclectic policy. It is not permissible to do something without following any one of the four madhabs. Furthermore, it is permissible in the Shafi madhab to perform the early and late afternoon prayers together and the evening and night prayers together when you have an udr or excuse, such as safar or which means long distance traveling journey and matar which means heavy rain. It's not permissible in the Hanafi madhab it is haram if a Hanafi, when he is traveling, performs the early afternoon prayer in the time of the late afternoon prayer without any pressing circumstance or difficulty to do so. It is never sahih for him to perform the late afternoon prayer in the time of the early afternoon prayer. But both cases are sahih in the Shafi madhab. When there is a great difficulty, kharaj, mashaqa, in doing something according to one's own madhab, it is permissible for him to choose the easy way, ruksa, of doing that thing in his own madhab. If there is difficulty in doing the ruksa too, it will be permissible to follow another madhab for that particular ibadah. But then he will have to perform the fard and wajib actions pertaining to that worship in the second madhab. A person who imitates another madhab when doing an act of worship does not go out of his madhab. He has not changed his madhab. Only while doing that act, he has to observe the principles of the other madhab too. Ibn Abidin states as follows in the 542nd page of the 5th volume of Radul Muhtar. 
If a Hanafi who has performed an ablution without formally intending to perform an ablution performs the early afternoon prayer with this ablution, it will be permissible. If he becomes a Shafi after the arrival of the time for the late afternoon prayer and performs the late afternoon prayer with this ablution, it will not be Sahih. He has to intend formally to perform an ablution and perform an ablution again. If a person changes his madhab for worldly considerations without any religious necessity or without a necessity pertaining to knowledge, he has made a game of Islam. He must be punished. It is feared that he may die without iman. Allah Ta'ala declared, Ask people who know. For this reason it became wajib to ask a mushtahid, that is, to follow a madhab. Following a madhab is possible either by saying what one's madhab is or without saying by intending to be in it with one's heart. To follow a madhab means to read, learn, and act according to the teachings of the Imam al-Madhab. One cannot join a madhab by saying, I am Hanafi or I am Shafi, without learning or knowing it. Such people should learn how to perform worship from a religious master and from Ilm al-Hal books. A person who despises the madhabs and changes his madhab in order to choose the easy ways of doing something, i.e. unites the madhabs and selects and gathers their rukhsas, will not be accepted as a witness. Ibn Abidin states in his preface that Harun al-Rashid, the Khalifa, said to Imam Malik, I want to spread your books all over Muslim countries and order everybody to follow only these books. Imam Malik replied, O Khalifa, don't do that. Scholars differing into madhabs is Allah Ta'ala's compassion upon the ummah. Everyone follows the madhab he likes. All the madhabs are correct. A mu'min or a Muslim or a Musliman is one who believes and accepts the Islamic teachings that were communicated to humanity through Muhammad by Allah Ta'ala and which have spread over Muslim countries. These teachings were declared in the Quran al-Karim and explained in thousands of hadiths. The Sahabat al-Kiram heard them from the Prophet The Salaf al-Salihin, i.e. the Islamic scholars who came after the Sahabat al-Kiram in the 2nd and 3rd centuries, wrote them in their books as they heard them directly or through other scholars who had heard them from the Sahabat al-Kiram. Islamic scholars who succeeded them differed from one another in their explanation of the knowledge reported by the Salaf al-Salihin. Thus, 73 groups differing in the teachings pertaining to tenets of belief came into being. Only one of these groups did not follow their personal thoughts and opinions or change or add anything in their elucidations. This group with correct credo is called the Ahl-Sunnah or Sunni. The remaining 72 groups who digressed as a result of erroneous interpretation and explanation of unclear ayats and hadiths are called groups of bidah or dalala, deviation, heresy, or the la madhabi. They are Muslims too, but they are in heresy. Some people, instead of deriving the knowledge of belief from the books of the Salaf al-Salihin, rahmatullahi ta'ala interpret the Qur'an al-Qarim and Hadith al-Sharifs in accordance with their own minds and opinions. Thus their creed deviates completely and they become disbelievers called mulheeds. The mulheed thinks of himself as a sincere Muslim and of the ummah of Muhammad al-Islam. The munafiq pretends to be a Muslim but is in another religion. The Zandiq is an atheist and does not believe in any religion, but pretends to be a Muslim in order to make Muslims irreligious and atheistic. He strives to make reforms in Islam and to annihilate Islam by changing and defiling it. He is hostile to Islam. 
Examples of such irreligious people are Freemasons and English spies. Teachings that must be believed in order to be a Muslim are not only the six tenets of Iman. To be a Muslim, it is also obligatory to believe that it is necessary to do the widely known fards and to avoid and not do the harams. A person who denies the fact that it is one's primary duty to do the fards and to avoid the harams will lose their faith and become a murtad or renegade, apostate, proselyte. A person who believes it but does not do one or more of the fards or commits one or more of the harams is a Muslim, but he is a guilty, sinful Muslim. Such a Muslim is called fasik. Doing the fards and avoiding the harams are called performing ibadah. A Muslim who tries to perform the ibadat and who repents immediately when he has a fault is called salih. Today, it is not excusable for a person who lives in the free world not to know the six tenets of iman and the widely known fards and harams. It is a grave sin not to learn them. It is necessary to learn them briefly and to teach them to one's children. If one neglects to learn them as a result of flippancy, one becomes a kafir or disbeliever. Any non-Muslim who merely says, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh and knows and believes its meaning becomes a Muslim immediately. Yet later on, he has to learn gradually the six tenets of Iman and the widely known fards and harams for every Muslim, and Muslims who know them have to teach him. If he does not learn them, he goes out of Islam and becomes a murtad. It is necessary to learn them from genuine ilm al-hal books written by the Ahl-Sunnah scholars. He should not believe speeches delivered or books written by professors who are unenlightened concerning the Sunni teachings. Mm-hmm.